I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Okay, Sophie. So we're in the middle of a heat wave, right? Uh, I wouldn't know. That's true. You don't leave the house. But the rest of the world's on fire. And and I, I've i been thinking about something. Is this that global warming thing? Yes, it is. But anyway, I've been thinking about something. Okay. So I used to to not have AC. So I, I had all these tips and tricks for dealing with heat waves like like cold compresses, like wet rags, all this stuff. There was like and the put a fan in front of a bucket of bucket ice water. Of ice, yep, yep. Um, so I, I've learned all these tips and tricks. Yeah. And I've been thinking, even with the AC pumping high on really hot days, uh, it can be hard to like be comfy and be padded. And especially not if you don't have AC. So they should make a cold compress diaper. And I'm not the whole thing, because that wouldn't make sense. But, like, it's got layers, like, like sections with cold compress in it, so you could, like, refrigerate it, and then, and then, or freeze it, put it in the freezer, and then put it on, and it just wick all your heat away. It would just, stoop, stoop, and then it'd cool you down. Like, when you take a cold compress, you put a rag on it, you put it on your neck and walk around, that takes all your heat away. Same principle there. This is a really cursed idea. <laughs> it's this a is, good idea. This is, this is usually the kind of thing that, that I bring up as a concept, and you immediately <laughs> shoot down. So so usually I think the formula here in our relationship is okay. now I'm supposed to shoot your idea down. Okay. But, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up. <laughs> I finally have a cursed idea that you're on board with, so you know what? I'm going to be on board with it, too. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, so I let's, think that's a good idea. Okay, let's break this down. Yes. First and foremost, why can't you just put a diaper in the freezer now? I mean, it's got I, like this padding, right? That's gonna I get don't know. cold. Well, it's got it's like, probably not gonna it's solidify. Got, like, it, doesn't have, stuff it doesn't in have it, water right? in it, but it's got it's like not gel. a liquid. I don't. It doesn't have a gel. Well, it's, now it's well, now just I, padding. Well, now I kind of want to try plastic. it. I guess plastic might get a little hard. Yeah. Now I want to try it. <laughs> okay. So assuming you can't do that for okay, some do you, reason. Do you think this is actually going to... Okay. Do you think Do you think that you can just freeze a diaper for like, say, well, like six hours and it'll it'll still function, mm-hmm. just be like a, like a diaper? Like, it, it's fine. It's yes, fine. Like, yes you, and no. Because what makes like, like cold conferences work is they got a gel that, that it doesn't burn off cold really, really quickly. Like it keeps cold for long periods of time. So, so maybe a diaper with like strips of that gel built into it maybe would help. But what if, what if it's already like that? And we don't know. You're you're addressing Man. you're addressing a problem without doing any experimentation I haven't, I haven't to figure out. Yeah, like yeah, okay. So maybe we we put a diaper in the freezer and we're like, oh my gosh, it actually works exactly like a cold compress. Well, do you want to make a bet on it? Kind of. Okay, bet. Uh, what? What? Do you want to bet that it will work or won't work? Well, what's your stance here? Do you think that this is going to be an adequate, like, 
solution to hot days. I, I think it could provide at least one hour's heat relief. I think that that's all a cold compress can do on a good exactly. day anyway. So I think it could give you like an hour's heat relief. All right. But, I but think... then if you just, if you have like diaper storage in your <laughs> freezer. <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm swinging away from my own idea. <laughs> I said those words out loud. I put them into the ether and now I want to put them back. I want to grab them back and I, they're fluttering away and I can't reach them, but I want to put them back in the box. <laughs> just like <laughs> your friend comes <laughs> Your friend comes over and you're just like, oh, hey, Todd, can can you grab me some chicken nuggets? They're right next to the pack of diapers in the freezer. They're, they're right there by the Reese Rebels. <laughs> if you've gone to, if you've gone to the Tykables, you've gone too far. Okay. I think that, I think that this will not provide you any sort of relief Eddie, in any way. Eddie. You think you think it will get it won't do anything. I am all for the cold compress diaper concept and I definitely am willing to discuss that. But you think that a just putting a diaper in the freezer for a I few think, hours it will give you I a, think an it hour could of relief. Give some relief. Okay, I think that you'll want to die. <laughs> okay. You think that it's a bad thing. I think that if it does tape up, I think that if it does bend or twist or allow it to even unfold, but which know. I'm not 100% sure it will, <laughs> I think that if it allows it to happen, then you will hate the feeling of it so unbelievably you, much that you will want to tear it from your body and burn it in fire. You know what I'm imagining? Uh, I imagine the adhesive tapes might not even work. <laughs> like, you can't even remove them. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. We'll get duct this tape. Is, hey, this is like your 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 diapers as towels thing. This is we 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 experiment on the usual, but we find the hard truths. I think we should actually we should we should put a diaper in the freezer and we should we should try this out next time. Okay. On the show. Okay, and that'll and that'll decide. The loser it. has to wear that diaper. <laughs> if functional, the loser if has functional. to wear that diaper. If if at all possible. Yeah. Okay. 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 You should. <laughs> <bet. laughs> this has to be our earliest one. I it, it 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 came right out the gate. So anyway, diaper compresses. I think that that's a that's a that's a viable alternative. The thing is with compresses, you have to put. See, it feels it feels uh, really regressive here, huh? Regressive. Good hey. pun there. Um, no, it feels really regressive to now talk about this as a serious concept after discussing the idea of just throwing them in the freezer. <laughs> I feel like we've we've, we've traversed t- we've, the, the the conversation at hand. We have moved on to a new realm. Yeah. We have we have ascended to a plane of of a pure energy existence, and now the the mortal <laughs> beings are like, "Hey, you want to come to a picnic?" And we're like, uh, oh. "No." Okay. So you know what? We're Let's gonna just, we're gonna just close gonna the topic. And and yeah. Any, any engineer babs who listen, feel free to, to design the compress diaper, and maybe we'll crack open that idea again. For now, we're going with the curse, refrigerate your, your diapers. <laughs> it's the opposite of when people were throwing them in the dryer, remember? It's, oh my gosh, it's, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's the opposite of that. Lots <laughs> of people just wanting to change the temperature of a diaper. They're like, man, my diaper is too warm. Well, my diaper is too cold. My diaper is just it's, right. It's... Because as littles, we have our childlike like need to innovate and grow and explore, and that always is that what this says? Yeah, and it doesn't innovation. Always, it doesn't. I think always, I understand <laughs> why we don't innovate anymore. It doesn't always take us to a good place, <laughs> but it's taken us here. Okay, I'm I'm saying hello to people. Welcome to our show. It's usually 
A little better than this. I don't know about that. We're the usual bet, an ATN on page play discussion podcast. Every week we make about the losers and diapers for the next episode. I am the big sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie Elizabeth. I'm the baby sister who totally absolutely saw this coming, Chloe Elizabeth. But I gotta be true to myself. Nana Pudding. Hey, yum, you yum. got you got a good amount of votes. I think that it I, was it was a surprising amount of votes. I think it came down to the fact that um Ice cream's people, more universal. Yes, exactly. Like Pudding is not like a, a universal constant, mm-hmm. whereas ice cream is. I even I, I like ice I cream like is as hope. persistent and eternal as mm-hmm. as the sun. And <laughs> I, don't I know think about that, that I think it's an inescapable constant in the world. <sighs> yeah, I don't even. I don't even. There's uh, always an ice cream. There's always a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Go direct to the play penitentiary. Go. Okay. Um. Okay, I want to talk about something. Okay. I have a topic. We, we, we should have topics instead of me babbling about, about freezer diapers. So please save us. Cool. Save the episode. Bring it, bring it, bring it home. Okay. Now, um, we have been playing this new game called Hades. Yeah, it's and a lot of fun. I'm sure that no one's even heard of this. I, I don't think that's true. It's, it's not really a, popular right now. It's not way critically acclaimed. I, it is. It, it is, is not fact. by the company that made the hit uh, games Transistor and Bastion. Fun fact, Transistor's my favorite game. That doesn't surprise me. It's a really good game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely not like that. It's not a roguelike <laughs> where you are a boy who's just trying to get out of hell. Um, hey, you can't swear. It's a baby show. You gotta say heck. H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good game. We've been playing it for a bit. And, um, uh, I, 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 I hate, I hate it a little bit. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You need to understand. It's a good game. It's objectively good. It's objectively a good game. Like, without... Without any other variable on the table other than, is this good? The answer is yes. Yeah. It's really good. It's really tight. It's really enjoyable. But? But I hate it. Why is that? Because I am I hate repetitive stuff. It's, it's, I've it's... never played a roguelike game before. Now, a roguelike game, I guess, and I say this with no experiences, where, like many rogues, you, you go out and you do some stuff. You get arrested. You go to jail. They take all your stuff. Like, like then, in Elder Scrolls, <laughs> when they send you to jail and they're like, sorry, all those things with the little red handprint in your inventory are gone now because you stole them, you thief. And that's, that's like this game. I, I'm pretty sure that's named for that, for the Oblivion experience of that exactly. It's roguelike. It's like what happens it's to like rogues. It's like when you are a rogue and you get arrested a lot. Okay, cool. And, um, but then you have to like learn from your mistakes and then do better the next time. And sometimes things are different and sometimes things aren't. And then eventually you get to the end, hopefully, and you win or you give up and die. And, okay. Um... I'm at the give up and die part. It's because you are a pouty crybaby. I don't like losing. You, you build you build a block tower and then and then Hades comes and he kicks it down and instead of pouting and building a new one, you throw a tantrum. Right. I don't like games predicated on losing. I don't really like anything predicated on losing mm-hmm. because I'm a winner. 
And, <laughs> and if you're not, it's the game's fault. It's the game's fault. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I see why people like these games. It's like a learning experience, and you kind of grow, and you understand things better. You get different upgrades or power-ups or whatever. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's really cool. But ultimately, even though we have not beaten it yet, I, I told Chloe I am disinterested. I want to play this new game. Yes. It's called, it's not Hades, it's it's ba- Babies. Ba- babies. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, it's a lot like this, it's like the same game, but this one is made by the company that made Transistor exactly. and Bastion. And this one is critically acclaimed. <laughs> and, and is a roguelike. And it is, it's still a, it's still a roguelike, but instead of like a rogue, you're like a cool, like, baby rogue. Like a cool baby. Yeah. And um, you uh, basically start out at the at the beginning in this this playpen area. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not in Tartarus. You're not trying to escape Hades. You're in a uh, a playpen and uh, a, a daycare. Mm-hmm. And That's the first. The playpen's the first level. Yeah, you and have then, to get out of that, and then you get to the the da- the greater daycare area. Yes, and then you have to find a way to get through. And all the all the while, this caregiver, even after you get out of the playpen, you go up to this caregiver at like her desk, and she looks down at you like. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna get out of here. You give it a try. Yeah, you sh- you try it. Doesn't it, I don't even care. You you go ahead. People who have played Hades might say, "Wow, that sounds an awful lot like Hades," but you'd be wrong. It's not. It's a completely different game. Exactly. And um, then you you what you do is you go out into the next area where they give you a weapon. Um, like and a rattle. What I really like some, about this some game. Some ranged blocks. Yeah. What I really like about this game where uh, I think Hades really sort of doesn't do as good a job is um, in, in babies, you can um, <laughs> you can have all these different weapons and they all do really different things. So, um, like. You've got the range, the milk bottle that shoots milk out. Yeah, like a Rugrats episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um. You have you have your your baby rattle, which is a little bit defensive, but a little bit like aggressive, and it, it's just got a lot going on. Exactly, it's really impressive. Um, I I assume much like Hades, which I haven't beaten yet, also that it ends with you escaping, which I'm sure Hades ends that way too. <laughs> Um, so then you go out to the next room, and this is where you start the level, and, like, the first one is just this daycare play area, and you kind of, like, gotta get through all these bigger kids than you, and, like, escape to, like, this next area. Mm-hmm. Um, but then anyway, you have, like, daycare attendants in the next zone as your, as your new enemies, and it's a whole different ball. There's game. an attendant at the end of every zone trying to stop you, so you mm-hmm, have to, like, mm-hmm. beat them up with your babiness. Um, and what's really, what I really love about it is sometimes, depending on what rooms you choose, because you can take different pathways, and they're different every time, so it's so cool mm-hmm. that they've decided to do it this way. And, um, but you can get these, these orbs where, um, you can, you can use them to empower yourself. They're specifically in, those, those, like, snack orbs where, like, you have Cheerios inside yeah, them. Yeah, and you, you bust them open, it. and yeah. you, you eat the Cheerios, but you get to pick which Cheerios you want because they, they do different things. And mm-hmm. the, the orbs are themed, so, like, there's an intelligence one. So, like, like you can you can choose between a few different intelligence-based things, like, oh, um, you, uh forget how to read so like then you and you think like well that's bad that's gonna inhibit your progress but actually later on in the game there are these really scary signs that are like 
oh, if you go this way, you're going to get in trouble. But if you exactly. can't read, you don't have to deal with those. You don't, you don't take the, the will damage. Right, exactly. So it's like forward planning a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. And then there are other like orbs that like will change your, your weapons. Like so... Like, your milk bottle might become, like, an automatic machine gun milk (laughs) bottle. And that's really cool. And, um, yeah, uh, there's your blankie, which is axe, is kind of like a shield. Um, You can also use it as, like, an invisibility, like, short-term invisibility cloak. Okay, and then sometimes there are these, like, portals that will appear. And you have to, like, give up some of your adulthood, which is, like, yeah. a bar mm-hmm. that, that, that dictates when you are full baby and have to start over is when your adulthood meter gets to zero. It's like an HP bar. Yeah, but it makes more sense as an adulthood bar. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you have to give up some of your adulthood to go down into the secret, like... like blanket uh, fort. Yeah, it's like a, a hidden blanket fort area. And you go up to, like, this this peddler of wares, and they're... they're this is where it gets a little contentious because this is a mainstream, super popular game, but they're yeah. they're a diaper fetishist. Yeah, and they it say I'll, they're breaking some barriers there. I'll grant you this amazing boon, this really cool ability that's really going to help you, but you do have to wear a diaper. And you're like, well, I mean, for that boon, that how else am I going to get out without mm-hmm. that boon? So you take the deal. But then if you go and you see them over and over, they're like, okay, well, now you have to use your diaper. And now you have to, like, put a second diaper over. And it gets more and more cumbersome. And then you get too many diapers. It makes it your movement speed decreases. It's it's really complicated. We can't explain it all here. You really should go play it. It's on the, the Nintendo sub. And um, <laughs> the Nintendo sub. It took me a second to get what you're saying. I was like, the Nintendo sub. So Oh, like it's a switch. It's yeah. a sub. Yeah. Um, You're so dumb. And then, then there's there's the Playpen Station Five, which also has it. So those are options for you. Uh, <laughs> You're so dumb. I'm trying to think of a good Xbox pun, but nothing's coming to mind. The amount of emails we're gonna get giving me good Xbox puns <laughs> makes you really depressed in advance. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm really excited for this new game, um, but... We've it, been beta testing it, so yeah. it, it's not out yet, but it's coming I, out soon. In the meantime, you know what I want to see? Mm-hmm. It's, it is it is a lot like Hades. In fact, I think Hades is probably derivative of it. I want to see a mod pack for Hades that, that turns Hades into this game. I that It's like a visual overhaul that makes Hades look like this game, and then that would be my new favorite game. <laughs> Sorry, Transistor, it's baby time. I actually think that what happened was they took they took uh, the baby game and they overlaid it with all this weird like god stuff or something. Yeah, and yeah. Then that, that, that's how they made Hades. They, they made it more getting mainstream for that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if someone can find a way to to reverse those changes and turn it back into the the baby's game it was always meant to uh, be. Honestly, I'd settle for concept art of this. <laughs> Okay. Now, real quick, before I move on to the next topic, do you have anything else to say on that? Yeah, I did ask you to give us a really good, serious topic to drive, to bring us back to home yeah. after my, my topic. Yeah, I thought talking about this game we both really loved <laughs> is a, was a good way to do that. You did it. <laughs> I, Okay. So I have a, a thing that I want to talk about. I it's something it's something we recently learned about over the 
the the holiday weekend and and I wanna I wanna bust into it. A semi serious topic, really it's informative, it's got it's juicy, it's good. Now, you are insinuating you learned something. I did learn something. And you're sure. I, I'm pretty sure that because I did in you, fact you've not learned things in a long time. <laughs> you've you've exclusively unlearned <laughs> things. I get it. Baby hypnosis regression. Right. Yeah, I got it. Are you so you're sure about this? One? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's it's actually funny because I I it's a kinky thing and it was something that it seems so obvious now that I know it that I feel like everyone else must have already known it. It's like when people say a word and you're like, oh, what's that word mean? And then you learn what that word means. Yeah. And then suddenly everyone's everyone, saying it. And you're everyone like, in the whole world is saying yeah. that word. No, the server just updated. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Okay, so uh, I learned about inside and outside collars. Right, okay, so like one is outside, like on your neck, and the other one's like inside your stomach. No. What? No, what? Or like in your butt. What? Well, that actually, that one could be. But anyway, no. Um, so I, I want to, I want to explain that. So first I want to tackle what like an inside collar is. Mm. Um, this is probably wise because I get the outside one on your neck one, but like no, the inside you're, you're, one you're, is you're confusing. You already me a little. got it wrong. Okay, so uh, it refers to uh, a collar that you would wear indoors in the privacy of your own home, in the privacy of maybe even your own bedroom. Depends on your living situation, but it's it's talking about collars. And obviously, when I say collar, people think like oh, like the leather walking dog collar for pet play but like that's that's not entirely what it means like so i guess it's like a bdsm term yeah collar is like one of the the elements you can use in submissive and dominance play to show direction of power yes whether it's an actual pet collar like kimmy's like eternity collar which was more of like a like it was a pet thing but also like it was more than that Okay, so so this is this was the the inside collar. Yeah. Okay. It could it could be like it can be like anything like it could be like like a passy clip or anything. But any anything in the privacy of your own home uh, shows the direction of power and all that stuff. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But what about for outside? You can't you can't take. I mean, you could take these things into spa- like public spaces, but like like, what if you want to be on the down low, be vanilla presenting, be be family okay. friendly, safe for work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. So how do, you, how do you show that that power exchange? Okay. So inside collars in this circumstance are like overt. Yeah. Collars. They, it's loud. It yells. Look. And I'm the, the, sub. the definition of collar here is loose because it doesn't have to be a collar, just any sort of paraphernalia. Yeah. So like a pacifier mm-hmm. is an indoor collar because yeah. it could show dominance in that direction, but. It would be something that is obvious to other people as well. Absolutely. Whereas an outdoor collar would be the kind of thing that uh, you and your partner or someone who's in on this would mm-hmm, understand, mm-hmm. but you, everyone else is an innocuous thing. Exactly. Okay. It's it's such a cool concept. Because indoor collars can be worn outside. Yes. But... Because they are still indoor collars, even though they are outside and in public, they are more overt and they will be recognized by people who are not part of and, like this and you, exchange. And you might not want that for a lot of reasons, depending on your situation. Yes. So, um, that's really interesting. Okay. 
So I, I do I do like this uh, analogy because we are stepping away from this concept of collars exclusively. Mm-hmm. Okay, what what's an outdoor collar example? Okay, a really really easy one is, uh, say you're you're into pet play. You have a big like leather puppy collar or whatever for inside. Outside, you might just have like a soft lace choker that goes in the same spot, and like like someone looking, you go, oh, that person's fashionable. But you and your partner know that that ain't it. <laughs> Even Kimmy, when she had her eternity collar, um, people thought it was people a necklace. thought it was a necklace and thought it was so cute. And it's like it's not overt. Like I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. It is if you think about it. But like it's it's also really not. Like people people complimented her on it all the time. Yeah, and it's such a cool concept that I'd never thought of before because uh, it, it can be almost anything. But as long as the message is clear between you and like your dom or your sub or whatever direction you're going, uh, it can be really impactful and potent and and really good to to reinforce your your relationship and have some like on the down low fun. It's it's so cool. So I guess it's like ascribing meaning to something that. Um... I guess maybe probably wouldn't have the dominant submissive meaning in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really interesting because I've, I, I'm thinking of generalizability here. So this is a concept that makes perfect sense in BDSM play mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. with like the dominance and submissive elements. But there's, I'm thinking of this in terms of like, well, what about like littleness? What about, what about ways to expand beyond? the concept of just being shown as submissive even romantic you can have romantic versions of these things you can ascribe meaning to ev- anything yeah. the, the 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 fact that you're ascribing dominance or submission to an item is just that it's just an association it can like if if you wanted it to be like based on like little play maybe it's a childish quote unquote like like the article of clothing that your dom insists you wear that fits that same concept. So I think about like my training pants, mm-hmm. right? Which I wear a hundred percent of the time. That would be an outdoor collar yeah. in a sense, not really a collar so much as it's an outdoor expression of my littleness, but um, if it's something that no one else would ever know or uh, ascribe to kink. Exactly. And uh, if a, a partner had, was the one who had insisted that you uh, wear these all the time, that would definitely come into that collar uh, like, like part of it. Yeah, but, it could really show the kind of um, like uh, caregivery elements mm-hmm. in a permanent, more like literal public sense as well without being overt. But collar or not, collar or expression the idea of this outside way to to secretly express something that means a lot to you whether it's a like bdsm relationship or other kink thing or even a relationship thing is so clever it makes so much sense and i don't understand how i hadn't thought of it or or even heard about it already i am i am currently infatuated with the idea of it and I'm sure you already do it in ways that you don't think about. I'm sure Absolutely. you already have things that you'll wear out that mean a lot to you in terms of a little based on, like, what your mommy mm-hmm, says. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure those exist. I definitely have similar things as well. Yeah, and I think lots of people have things like that. And it's, this is a really cool new tool 
to my to my BDSM kinky fun uh, in expressive toolboxes where I can put this in and be like, oh, this is this is my secret way of expressing myself, and I, I love it. It's such a cool concept. It's like I used to do hypnosis play with one of my exes, and it wasn't like actual hypnosis. It was just like messing around, like being silly, being fun, and it came down to. Um, we had a very special, like, pendant or something mm -hmm. that we would use for that. Anytime I would see that pendant, I knew that is something that we were going to be doing. <sighs> Sometimes I would have to wear that pendant, like, Ooh, out and about and stuff like see, that. that is and there's, exactly there's it. There's always that connotation, even though it literally doesn't have anything to do with it. It's, it's, it's literally uh, uh, an association I am making to mm -hmm. this pendant, and yet that, that becomes intrinsically tied to it. That is exactly it. And then I think about, I'm still on the, the, the training pants thing, because I think about like, the people who don't have caregivers who are, or who are not in relationships, and I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, I really would like to see this, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, dom yourself. Yeah, well, like, it, I, my training pants things are literally me as an adult being like, for your mental health, this is mm -hmm. what you're doing, and it's a constant reminder that I'm, I'm little, um, even when I'm not feeling it or feel like maybe I'm, um, I'm in a really big girl situation, a really big girl mood, it's still always that little, little reminder. Be, be the Dom you want to see in your, in your life. <laughs> yeah. D dom, Dom yourself into, <laughs> into training pants. It's, hey, if we, if we boil this down, like take away all the terms and associations, this is just self-expression. And whether it's self-expression of, of your, your kinky relationship or your kink or yourself, that's what the, this concept is. And, and you can absolutely do that for yourself. You can, you can express your stubbiness with yourself. And, and that's, that's a good thing. Taking care of yourself and, and connecting with yourself, that's radical. We're talking about creating um, meaning where there isn't any. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's this idea that obviously when you're little there are things that make you feel good and little there are things like playing with legos or watching a certain tv show or putting on a diaper that will make you feel little and that's great and when that's available to you and i think in a lot of kink situations it is not as readily available as people would like it to mm -hmm. be you don't have to exclusively stick to the things that naturally uh are linked intrinsically to to what it is that you like you make your own it's it's really i love this concept i i i'm honestly i'm so glad i heard about it. i'm so glad i'm talking about it and and i i have something i kind of want to do okay i want to assign both us and the listeners homework i i i think it could be really cool and nobody obviously has to do this. If if people like went and found something in their daily lives or or at the store that's super cheap, that would be a good representation, whether it's to themselves or between their their caregiver or dom. And and what this this is my an outside collar. This is a secret message to to myself and to others, even if no one will know that I'm pet or I'm baby or I'm sub or like anything. And, and I, I think it could be really cool. And I love to see people's like write-ins and stuff. And I'd love to talk about it like next episode about like what we have and stuff. Obviously you have your training pants, but, but you, you know what? More than anything, hmm. hair bows. 
Yes, that's, I... That's, that's one place my head goes immediately. I I wear my hair bows. I, I always have a hair bow in. Like, it's it's uh, iconic Sophie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm always wearing a hair bow, and I will frequently... Uh, and this as I age, this happens more and more often. I have people who are like, oh, I like your bow a lot. Like, you know, you don't really see a lot of adults wearing mm-hmm. them. That's an innocuous thing that no yeah. one would ever attribute to. Oh, she must be baby. Mm-hmm. But, like... I still have the the luxury of expressing myself in that way. And to me, even though I don't really see it as inherently little, it definitely is a symbol of who I am. And I I have made that, that association. That is not, it's not like hair bows are always, oh, ha- hair bows make me feel like myself. No, it's, it's I, I, yeah. I made that connection personally. You, you built that. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's awesome. And I, I absolutely assign this homework to the entire class of people who listen to this podcast and think that think that you should do it and you should send us what, what you chose or what you already have for yourself or uh, with your partner and email it to us at the usual mailbox. At, at gmail.com. I, I was saying it. it yeah, was, you stumbled over your words. It happens I, to girls your age. Okay, I want to list a few examples that we've had in the past. I'm okay. sure we've had examples of this that we just simply didn't consider properly, right? Yeah. Um, one of mine that comes to mind is we got, me and my ex got matching frozen bracelets. Ooh, like, that one, that's really good. I had like an Anna one and she had an Elsa one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was like something we would just wear as kind of like a, you know, we are like in this sort of kind of cutesy little relationship yeah. together. And it was, it was like... It had its own meaning, and it it meant a lot to us in that very, very simple way, just to see it on each other. On the same vein of bracelets, I got a, a little plastic bracelet at Cap that just had Pokemon characters on it. Yeah. And, and it, it was very childish. They were big, big cartoony characters, and it was a very immature thing to have. And I wore that for a really, really long time to just show, oh, I'm little, but nobody else knows at a glance it goes oh that person likes pokemon but i knew also like that's such an easy one to do make your own beaded bracelet buy a beaded bracelet mm-hmm. like they're so cheap mm-hmm. and they're so, it's so easy and then you can be like this is my symbol like you make it your symbol you get to choose so like you can be like this is my symbol of my littleness or something and um i like this because there's no reason not to even if you're like a like a a stereotypical masculine businessman who like a beaded bracelet would be seen as like oh well that's not appropriate it's just like yeah my niece made it for me yeah. like i'm not gonna like like what who's gonna who's gonna argue with you nobody like, nobody that too. so i mean it, it's it's just it's it's a really easy it's an easy out to this homework mm-hmm. that chloe's given um uh another one that uh i really like that you have right now you got these really cute incognito teether necklaces. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this whole topic came about because my partner, um, they... Uh, okay. Oof. Dial back a second. So I have a new partner and um, our relationship's really new and uh, they know all about like me and my, my little stuff because we've been friends for like a bajillion years. But... Um, 
that we haven't we haven't delved too much into it, but they got me these. I, I chew on my phone case because my phone case mm-hmm. is silicon, and I can't keep things out of my mouth. Um, you're but, a baby. Yeah, they got me these necklaces that are silicon and are meant for like kind of like teething mm-hmm. a little bit, and I, I doubt that's what they're meant for. But, but they're like, fun to chew they, on. They sure are, and I I do it constantly since I got them. And that that kind of thing is a perfect example of what we're talking about and i i I really like it um i'm trying to think what else there's a million little things like if you if you if you carry a purse or a handbag or something get a childish one something that maybe maybe not like like a baby one but something with silly light-hearted motifs and stuff that that really stands out and goes oh I'm a toddler. My mommy and I have a thing where um, it, we haven't really done it yet. I think we did it once, but um, she's really into nails. Mm-hmm. And she does her oh, nails that's like every so few perfect. weeks. Yeah. So she wants us to do like the same nail polishes mm-hmm. when we hang out. So it's kind of like this like mommy daughter like oh that's so cute and yeah so uh that's something that that kind of has that same Mm -hmm. thing where i Mm -hmm. I look at my nails and granted all my nails are instead of like painting them they're these like sticker ones that she buys for me Mm -hmm. so whenever i look at my nails i also think of her and then i'm like oh i have one last idea slash suggestion Mm -hmm. having your partner pick out your earrings something that you don't really think about that often that everyone else sees um and is only a message like like to you and to them but but it's very visually identifying hmm things like that jewelry are, are great versions of this necklaces i have a necklace for like at least one for each relationship and that i'm in that like it means a I, lot to me in context of those people and i when i was much younger had a uh, one of those 25 cent rings from the machines and i got that from a partner as a teen and that was such a childish thing to have and i i wore it every day it, it was part uh, it, it was basically one of those uh, outside collars you got and me a pride bracelet yes and it's magnetic and Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit too small for me to put comfortably on myself because i have to do it with one hand Mm -hmm. so the first time i i had it put on i asked your mommy to put it on for me Mm -hmm. and then she was really sweet and cute about it and then i was like no it goes the other way and oh it goes like this (laughs) and blah 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 and um, then ever since, I don't let anyone else put it on yeah. me. I only let her put and it on me. And I take it off every time I shower. So I'm just <laughs> like, can you put this on me? And then, yeah. That's another perfect example. All right. I think that's enough examples. I think I think people get it. I think they understand what we're looking for. Um, long story short, I think that the real lesson that you get out of this, this entire conversation about these inside collars and outside collars is that um, meaning is ascribed. Mm-hmm. Meaning is a choice. And you, you, if you look at your life and you see all these things that you wish you could do in daily life because they're so meaningful to you, but you don't feel comfortable doing that um, for, for a lot of reasons, but if that's not something that you feel like you can do, mm-hmm. you don't have to use only those things. You get to yeah. decide what things mean. And... At first, it might seem silly. It might seem like they don't really correlate. But, like, in the long run... It, it builds. Though That meaning definitely persists. Mm-hmm. Like, every time you look down at that bracelet or every time you wear that bag or, like, 
any time, even you use a word, like a certain word that like makes you like just reminds you of, of something childish or, or cutesy in your life, um, even if it's innocuous, even if it's something that that doesn't directly have anything to do with baby stuff, maybe you mispronounced the word once when you were little and now, and now anytime you think of that word it makes you feel kind of little-y mm-hmm. and you just be like okay well I'll just say that word once a day or something make it part of your regular vocabulary to have that feeling language is such a powerful tool it sure is but yes uh, self-expression is you, you do it yourself it's all made up and it's great and you should all do it you have a lot more flexibility than you think you have mm-hmm. um, I, I think that not only am I more in touch with myself as I have grown older and come to accept my little stuff more, but now that I think about it like this, because I've, I've never thought about it like this, but mm-hmm. the amount of things I ascribe to being little, are it's vast. It it's, is. Yeah. Even things that are not little, the amount of things I've ascribed to it has grown so much that I think that it has really permeated my everyday life, even to the people who can't see that. Absolutely. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Send us, send us your your outside collars, your self expressions. We want to hear them. We want to read them. We want to talk about them. Read the usual mailbox gmail.com. That's your email address. Yeah, you can I know. also you, find you us on. You can time. also find us on Twitter at the usual bet. <laughs> um, if you want to vote, I don't think you can vote. If you want to call us out for our sins on this week's bet, <laughs> join us at patreoncom Pudding. Where else? Subscribe star dot adult slash Sophie and Pudding. You're getting it. I think we have like one subscribe star person. <laughs> ah, it's still. But it's, I'm glad it's pe- there. People like options. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks Mimi for help their theme song. Thanks Juice for our wonderful cover. You can find it at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Shame on Kimmy. We actually invited her on this episode. Like we're like, hey, do you want to be? Do you want to be a, a bother? Do you want to? Do you want to be a pest? Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually aren't like, hey, do you want to cause trouble? But like this time we were. But she's like, no, I'm. I'm okay today, and I'm just gonna play my video games, and I'm like, okay. So, we gave her head pat, and she's just chilling. So, head pat's for Kimmy. Head pat's for Kimmy. You can find her at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Make sure you, you send her a head pat. Send her a head pat. Message her on the, the Tumblr. Uh, asterisk, head pat, asterisk. <laughs> Alright, you, you heard it here. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. And, um... We'll have an episode up on time one day this year. I don't think that's true. We'll try. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.